Are you finding that enjoying the backyard barbecue might be leaving your stomach with a little more discomfort than you would like? Have you noticed that your legs are puffier than normal and you just feel lethargic and unmotivated to do things? And have you mentioned the gas? All of these symptoms are not uncommon in the late summer season. Join me this week as we take a look at just what is late summer in traditional Chinese medicine and how you can support your body best to minimize some of these undesirable symptoms. Hi, I'm Adrienne Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are, I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show. Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Ripple Podcast. I love this topic and I like looking at the seasons and sharing with you the Chinese medicine perspective on the seasons because I think as I talk about it, expose you to it. Not only are we laying a foundation for how to care for yourself all year long, but I think that you will start to see like, oh yeah, I've noticed that pattern does creep up for me. So here is another episode where we are looking specifically at the seasons according to traditional Chinese medicine. Now, when we talk about seasons in a Western sense, we have four seasons winter, spring, summer, and fall. From an East Asian perspective or Eastern perspective, summer is actually divided into two seasons, summer and late summer. So this is kind of like, at least here in the Northeast, we have this stretch of time that we refer to as quote unquote Indian summer. Usually that's like at the end of the summer season, there's this like increase in temperature. And a lot of times if it's been a rainy year, it gets drier during that time frame. And that's actually the time frame that I'm talking about. So late summer, according to traditional Chinese medicine, is a transition time when we move from the expansive growth that we get in spring and summer So think about spring is all about blossoming, that bursting forth energy. And the summer is all about those blossoms turning into fruit and becoming fruitful. And it's the peak of young energy during the summer. So late summer is that transition between the more young energy as we take those steps towards the more yin energy of the fall and winter. 
So to support your health in this season, it's going to help you more gracefully transition into fall with fewer illnesses. And I will do another episode about fall specifically, but fall, we tend to be more susceptible to respiratory related challenges. So if we support ourselves really well during this late summer season, it sets us up to walk into a more illness prone season a lot stronger. So let's talk about what this kind of energy embodies. Okay, so late summer is from about the last week of August through at least autumn equinox here in the Northeast or in the Northern Hemisphere. Let me broaden that out a little bit. This is a time that the last burst of nature's energy is helping to ripen food before the harvest. It can be very hot and in some places very humid before we make this transition to cooler, crisper mornings that are kind of the hallmark of the fall season. So all this talk about preparing for harvest, it shouldn't be a surprise that late summer correlates with the earth element in the traditional Chinese medicine system. The earth elements are the spleen and stomach organs and meridians in the body. Now think about it. If we don't fuel or feed ourselves well, nothing else fruits. So again, like I just think it's so cool that what is happening in nature outside of our window is actually intricately connected with the environment inside of our body. So when we are out of balance during this time frame, we see issues with our muscles the worry emotion can get a little out of control. That doesn't have to necessarily be connected with your period. It could be. But you may notice that you're more pensive, you're worrying a little bit more. And unfortunately, there's an increase in dampness and humidity during this time frame. And these external elements can amplify the way that the internal world is expressing itself. When we're in balance, Empathy and nurturing are totally in the flow during this time frame. So I think about, and this is the picture I get in my brain when I'm explaining this to people, as it's like that mother nature kind of energy. Mothers are nurturing, you know, so there's this empathic, nurturing kind of quality that really steps forward in a beautiful way when things are imbalanced during this time frame. So how can we seek to create balance in ourselves during this final burst of yang energy? Well, grounding practices are always important, but they rise in their level of importance during this time frame. Because you want to create balance between your inner and outer awareness. And grounding your energy down into the earth helps to create stability. Supporting your digestion is important all year long. But eating for spleen and stomach, and when I say that, I'm talking about it in Chinese medicine organ terms. Eating for your spleen and stomach is necessary during this time frame to help balance their energy. When these organs are out of balance, these are symptoms that are really common for people. Things like nausea, belching, bloating, stomach bugs, loose stools, weight gain. That's one I usually struggle with during this time frame, no matter what I do. Stomach and intestinal rumbling, water retention, particularly we'll see water retention looking like swelling in your lower extremities, although it can be really anywhere in the body. 
feeling heavy with sore joints, inflammation, dizziness, infections. And infections can kind of be a broader spectrum. This could be like fungal infections like toenails. This could be damp heat. So remember back to our episode about damp heat in the lower jaw. Okay, so infections like BV, yeast infections, UTIs, these types of things can increase in frequency during this late summer season. Because, you know, when we were talking in that episode, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I would go back and check it out. But we were talking about the fact that your conditions outside your body can amplify the conditions inside your body. Late summer, I feel like takes that to a whole new level. And anyone who's having any issues with their digestion during the rest of the year, like once we hit this period of time, they just feel really gross. They see an increase in infections. They have low energy. They tend to feel very overwhelmed and worry a lot. These can all be hallmark of a disharmony in the earth element in the body. And unfortunately, a lot of the foods that we tend to enjoy during this time frame can aggravate these symptoms. So think about your typical American backyard barbecue, right? What kinds of things do you find there? Sugar and sweets, dairy, refined and processed grains, flours, and starches too many raw foods, fruits or veggies, because it takes a lot of stomach chi or energy in your stomach to break these things down. And when this energy is already being challenged by the elements outside of it, it further weakens its effectiveness. And so, you know, too much raw or too much cold and iced, I mean, cold beer out of the fridge is like, a bomb in your stomach, unfortunately, especially during this time frame. Ice cream, right? All things we find at backyard barbecues. Alcohol, right? Going back to that, that beer out of the fridge situation and deep fried foods. There are others, but these are just things that you typically find at your average backyard barbecue. You know, raw salad, you know, drinks in the cooler, all of those kinds of things. And it creates a perfect storm for a lot of digestive upset. And it's like that all summer long. But when we hit this late summer season, it just makes all of those symptoms magnified. It's just that much worse. So I've gotten into the habit actually of planning a vacation the last week of August because I have celiac and that affects my earth element. My stomach doesn't function the way that other people's do. And I tend to get drastically more symptomatic. You do not have to have digestive issues like me, but there are a large number of people who have IBS, who have what they would consider delicate digestion, right? Where it doesn't take a lot to really upset the apple cart. And this time of year, you tend to get incredibly symptomatic. And so taking a vacation during this time frame for me allows me to be more gentle with my body at this time. I make extra sure I take time to ground my body and move my body to help with any of the swelling. Sometimes I have to take extra steps with moxa, for example, to help warm my body so that I can transform fluids. But it's been an ongoing project because I used to eat your typical American diet and not think about some of these things. And then coupled with my digestive issues, 
I would get to the end of August and I would be absolutely miserable. And I would be miserable until pretty close to the autumn equinox. And I never made a connection until I started doing the work that I do now. And I went, whoa, this is something I can plan for. (laughs) So I want to just kind of raise awareness around it because you may not have made that connection for yourself in the past, but looking back at it going, oh, I usually get more infections during that time frame. I never thought about that before. And there are things that you can do to try to minimize some of these symptoms as you move through this time frame. So getting into a good meditative practice with lots of grounding is going to be very nourishing for you. Foods that will help to resolve some of these digestive issues are going to be things like scallions, asparagus. Asparagus is one of my favorite things during this time frame. I always gravitated to it naturally and I never quite understood why. And I think just intuitively my body was understanding that I felt better when I had more asparagus during this time frame. So, you know, it's nothing for us to throw like steak on the grill and asparagus on the grill and that's dinner or put mushrooms with the asparagus. Mushrooms are something that helps to resolve digestive issues this time frame. And I just automatically did these things because, oh, well, they taste really good to me right now. But they're actually ended up being therapeutic benefit behind it once I started doing the work that I do now and I started understanding that. Celery, potato, mustard or dandelion greens, squashes, those are all things that are super helpful from a veggie perspective. Fruits should be cooked. I know that sounds like a funny one, but anything that you can eat cooked during this time frame, you are putting chi or vital energy into your food because you are warming it up. If you put energy into your food, it takes less of your body generating the energy to break it down. So the more gentle you are on your stomach during this time frame, the easier you're going to skate through this window of time and you're going to walk into the fall being stronger. Herbs like basil, dill, oregano, sage, cilantro, parsley, fennel, right? If you think about it, a lot of these are put in digestive aids. There's a reason for that. So if you pull in nuts, seeds, and beans like adzuki beans, Mung beans. Those are one of my favorites. I love mung beans. They're so great for dampness. They're really gentle on the stomach and they have this very fresh taste about them. Sprout them first. Little thought to put out there if you're going to have mung beans, but you can saute them in a pan. You can eat them raw. They're pretty delicate on your digestion, so they're okay to eat raw. Just make sure they're sprouted. Pumpkin seeds are really great. You do want animal proteins. I know this is not a super popular topic for my meat freers who are listening, but yogurt, fish, chicken, and beef that are all organic and grass fed are really awesome for you. If you are somebody that struggles with heat in your system, so you have like flushed cheeks or kind of a ruddy red complexion, I might stay away from the beef and lean more towards the yogurt and fish just because beef can be a little bit more warming, but just kind of food for thought there. Soaking your grains prior to cooking. And teas like green tea and chrysanthemum tea. But if you have an allergy to ragweed, chrysanthemum is in a related family. So stick to green tea if you have issues with ragweed. But those are all things that help to take some of this dampness that affects our digestion out of the system. So, okay, let's simplify this a little bit. I like to tell my clients 
that they should look for yellow and orange foods during this time frame. I know some of the things that I just mentioned are not those colors, but if you want to keep it super simple, orange and yellow foods are a nice, easy way to remember what you're looking for as you're getting used to looking for certain types of foods on this list. Just like the golden rays of late summer sunshine, you are looking for foods that are the same color family. Okay. When we look at different foods that support through the whole year, you know, you have the budding on the trees and that bursting forth of the little buds in the spring, and those are green, right? Things start to turn green. The food of the spring is green. Okay. In the summertime, it's red, the season of the heart. If you think about our typical depiction of the heart, they're red. Okay. Those foods that are red support the heart. Well, here we are in late summer, the golden rays of the sun in late summer are the kinds of foods that you're looking for. Apricots, squashes, anything where the flesh of the fruit, because I get asked about plums a lot, anything where the flesh of the fruit is yellow or orange, you're good to be supporting your spleen and stomach energy. So when your spleen and stomach are out of balance, you can see some cycle-related challenges. So people who are experiencing mid-cycle spotting or early starts or prolonged spotting after, you know, periods with dampness and spleen chi deficiency, these are contributing factors to those symptoms and they're being amplified by the disharmony between the spleen and the stomach. So it's just like a married couple in a household, right? When you are both, when both partners are on the same page, communication is flawless, everything's in balance, things are great. When miscommunications happen, there's a little bit of bickering that goes on. And until that can be resolved, there's a wobble, right, between the stability and the two partners. Same thing happens here. So spleen and stomach are partners in their relationship in the body. And when there is an imbalance, so let's say the stomach is really challenged, then it's going to create challenges for the spleen. When the spleen is being strained, this is where all of these weird spotting type patterns or even periods of time where you have like periods that seem to just when they turn on it, they're like a flood and they kind of come out of nowhere. It's like where somebody just opens the faucet on full blast and like just lets it go. That is spleen chi deficiency showing up in your system. Okay. So these yellow and orange foods are going to be super supportive if you're somebody that has any of those challenges. There's oftentimes other things that are feeding that kind of a bleeding pattern. I'm always happy to talk about that if you want to talk to me directly about it. But just so that you know that supporting yourself during this season is going to help the way that some of those symptoms show up and pulling in your orange and yellow foods at minimum is going to make a big difference. So I hope that these tips were helpful to ease your digestion and your worry and overwhelm so that we can just enjoy soaking up the last rays of the summer season before we turn our attention to autumn in the coming weeks. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence, LLC. 
If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one -on -one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.